And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 88 and a half. In this episode, we will just be having some fun. This is your host, Eric, and I will be joined by Lola in London, UK, from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse, a world created by the wonderfully creative, amazing Lee Bardugo. Moi Saviani Casters. Hello. So, Lola, hello. Hello. Oh my God. It's finally happening. I'm here. I know. I am so happy you're here. This has been, yeah, I for, I realized that since the pandemic, this has been something we have been trying to do for a while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. That Like, it's, it's crazy sometimes with schedules, but now I'm finally here and it's so good to be here. You are. And now since you're here once, you can come on whenever you want. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm so happy you're here. We are um we're just gonna have fun today, listeners, just letting you know this is um obviously, as I said, it's um eighty-eight and a half. I mean sorry, ninety-eight and a half. <laughs> ninety-eight and a half. Um yes, we are just um just gonna have some fun. So we've got a couple different things. Um we also are it's not like we're gonna be playing our normal games, some of them, but we have a special thing for you that has not happened that I'm very grateful that Lola actually is going to participate with me on because I didn't want to do it by myself. But um, anyways, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, it's quite late here, but it's a Saturday night. So this is literally a great evening plan for me and everything else, you know, being a writer, procrastinating my own stories, the usual. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you look fantastic. Your your Kaz cosplay is incredible. So for those of you out there that are just listening to the podcast, please make sure to take a little journey on over to YouTube and check out this costume. And um, I will make sure to actually get a picture that I can um, put on our socials. But this is a great Kaz. The cane is great. Wow. Look at that. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, shout out to my fabricator Bella. She helped me to create this wonderful piece of art. That yeah. is incredible. That's so cool. Well, I just pulled Isimrud out of the box, so you know, if we got someone coming on as Kaz, I might as well just dress as dress up as something. And this was the easiest. Imagine, um, a little loud, but hey, we're here, and it's Saturday, so this is actually really fun. So. Um, Okay, well, let's kind of get started. Um, I know that you and I both had talked about how we really both enjoyed the Lives of Saints book, um, which, Grisha Cast listeners, we have not covered that yet, but it is one of those books that you can pick up at any time, um, filled with short stories that are great, and um, anyways, a fun little thing that I think, that I know we've done on the podcast, is definitely coming up with our own, like, patron saint like what are we a patron saint of so um i have to ask you so lola what are what are what did you come up with so my patron or like my saint that 
would be a thing is Sancta Lorraine of Shapeshifters and Lost Souls that I came up with. Oh. And basically the it's kind of like a little little story that has also a bit of a dark twist to it. So mm. I just imagined this little little girl growing up in a village um called Lor- Lorraine. And she was born with snake eyes, also believed snake eyes. And you know how it is with little villages. I also imagined this village being somewhere around Fiera. So we know that's a dangerous territory to be different there. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, she, she grew up and her mom always helped her to kind of like, you know, cover cover some, com- cover some stuff with uh, help of an alchemy to kind of like get her eyes normal and stuff but she the the older she grew she also grew like very long uh, long dark purple hair and stuff so she was always really different which essentially at some point they couldn't cover up so essentially the villagers they got the hint of it and what they did is they burned the mother because it was believed that she was in love with a demon and that's how Lorraine basically got raised so Lorraine had to like flee from Fiera and I imagined her to end up in Catadam basically hiding in the shadows and just trying like growing up getting a fond of her powers and stuff because she actually had powers but at that time when that happened she wasn't really aware of like what it meant to be a Grisha yeah so essentially she grew older and then when she was old enough she came back to this village and here comes the dark twist she burned it down and when she burned it down she also like she waited until it was completely burned down and then she lay down on the ashes of her enemies and killed herself and it is believed that Lorraine was one of the first tailors but at that time she didn't know that Taylor was a thing under the Grishas and she hadn't gotten a teacher and stuff like that so Whenever you come near that village, because it hasn't been rebuilt, there is meant to be a haunting around the grounds and the ashes. And the fjordans at night can still hear the whispering of Lorraine in darkness. And the people that basically pray to her are the people that feel different and aren't welcome in according to fjordan law. So it's a bit like praying to to someone that takes care of like lost souls in a sense if you ever felt like you were different you can come to Lorraine and she's gonna take care of you and protect you I love it oh my (laughs) god such a good story and yes absolutely I would so be like Lorraine yeah that's that's that would be my girl and oh my gosh snakes and every good that was incredible. See, Thank and that's, you. <laughs> that's what I think is so fun. And I really hope that some of our listeners will do some of these things with us too, because um, I love it. Um, such a good story. And when you were talking about the purple hair, was that right? Did you say purple hair? Yeah, I did. Have you did. by chance watched The Witcher on Netflix? I, ha- I okay. have, yes. Okay. Like, so <laughs> I just now watched season one for the second time and understood it because the first time I watched it I I watched an episode and then would watch the next episode like two weeks later so like when I watched it I was so confused and then like I heard everybody loved it and I was like well I don't get it like it was so confusing well I finally sat down and watched all of it and it is so good so anyways when you're talking about the purple hair reminded me totally of Yennefer and her beautiful eyes of purple. Yes, absolutely. That is so cool. Well, my patron saint is a little bit 
different. Mine is, well, it, it's Sankt Eric, but he's the patron saint of Cheesecake and Golden Girls. So, <laughs> I love you, it. I mean, you gotta, you gotta. So, and little old Eric, he was just, um, he just... He just loved cheesecake, and he loved um, Golden Girls. And anyways, he was in an orphanage, and when it was time for the Grisha examiners to come, and they did, he just grabbed his mixtape of show tunes and a thing of cheesecake and ran downstairs, jumped up on the table, and pretty much just was like, you know what, I've won this contest. You can give the crown to me. Everybody else can go home. Well... Before the Grisha examiners could even tell tell poor little Eric that, like, this isn't a talent show. Like, he just was, like, off having a good old time. He had already walked off and said that he had won this talent show and everything. Um, but anyways, he decides to keep walking. And um, he walks into this village where he hears this, like, tune. And it's, what is it? Oh, my gosh. It is. Thank you for being a friend. Coming from a little hut in this small little village. So he pokes his head in and he sees two little girls watching Golden Girls. And he's like, oh my goodness gracious, I have finally made it home. So he goes in and he hangs out with them. And they just, they're going to be best friends from there on. Um, And they actually, um, one of the girls, her name is Zoya. And the other girl is Terry. And Zoya's got these great powers and wants to go to, she wants to go learn how to use them and is told that she can go to Oz Alta. So, you know, Eric and Terry are like, well, we're going to come along with you. I mean, we're part of your gang. So um, pretty much they do. They just like prance on down, go on to the Oz Alta, and pretty much they kind of have like a whole Mean Girls thing going on. You know, I mean, it, it, it's all in fun, but you know. They got to have a little fun doing what they're doing. Um, anyways, long story short, um, little old Eric, just like he actually like he has no powers, but he does end up put like there's this little stage in the back of back of Bagra's cabin. And he puts on this little show called The Gagged and he puts it on every night from 11 to 12 and Tuesdays and Thursdays, $10 for tips. He always will accept those. And he just sits there on a stage, eats cheesecake, and watches Golden Girls. And his life dream is to make this show into a one day, a hopefully, a holiday Hallmark movie. So, yep, that is his. He just, he's just so happy. He just, and he gets paid for it. Who, who wouldn't want that job? Sitting and watching Golden Girls and eating cheesecake. So, anyway. I know. Iconic. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, it definitely belongs in the lives of saints. Hundred uh, percent. Um, definitely. Um, I did leave out that he did also carry around a little his um Britney Spears mixtape. Had to throw that in there. But anyways, keep on watching out, guys, because he is the patron saint of cheesecake and golden girls. And um, yeah, that watch out for a movie called The Gagged. Anyways, that was fun. <laughs> Next time, maybe I'll take a little bit more seriously like you did. Um, (laughs) But that was still fun. Hey. Um, Okay, so our next segment, we... I love playing What If. Everybody knows I do. I haven't played with you. 
Um, so we are going to play What If, um, just one quick version of it. And this one is What If Bagra Did Not Die? So Ooh. what if in Ruin and Rising she didn't jump off and save Alina and them, like distract them? Like she just, because she commits, uh, she commits suicide, like pretty much. Yeah, she commits suicide. The Nichevoya jump off with her, right? So the Nichevoya, or they, okay, yeah. And the Darkling follows, and that actually gives Alina and Mal and all them time to escape. So, well, X that. Okay, so what would happen? Let's think. Okay, well. Hopefully, Bogger would come up with some kind of plan to get them out of there so they can continue on with the story. Um, Bogger is also, I love her character. I um, I think she is, She's obviously she's been around forever. She's very smart. She's very, um, she is the Darkling's mother. But I think she... We don't want to give away too much because for those of you that have not read that story about the Darkling, there's a lot of great information in there. Um, but I will say this. I think that she has always... Ravka is not, as we know, like even in the show, Ravka has not always been for Grisha. They, it took them a long time to get there. So it's kind of been like she's been running for her life and I feel like trying to keep the Darkling safe as well. So... Um, I think that's part of it. So me saying that is the Darkling, he, we know he gets Merzos. He wants to like have all this power and he says it's for Ravka and for Grisha, but he's, he's messing with the powers. Like he's messing, he's playing with Merzos with it, which is abomination. I don't think his mother agrees. So I think she kind of goes, I don't think she would really follow him so much. I feel like. She would be there in the background, but she's, as she is in the story, she's against him. So I think she would be on Alina's side. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so my thoughts are definitely that she's kind of almost like a great character in a sense, like torn of her own feelings in a sense of like, this is my son and he's you know, really fucking up the world. So what am I going to do? But obviously she would side with Alina. And I think if we go beyond that point of like where she was taken out of the story, I think what, first of all, she would try is just be a mentor to Alina without getting too much into the politics of it. Like I always had a feeling that Bagra is just not so much into the politics, but rather into the kind of like, helping the Grisha yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and the people and so I think the struggle to see continue from that is just her kind of like trying to do the right thing helping Alina but then on the other hand and I think that would would have been an interesting twist maybe that at the end she's the one that kills her own son which would absolutely be tragic as well and such a phenomenal drama point that comes up to it um and then what I could see is just, you know, after it's done, it's she just vanishes in a sense of like, we don't know what happened to her afterwards because that's the last thing that happened. And then what happened to Bagra? <laughs> well, 
you're right. I mean, we know that she loves her son. I mean, she loves her son. She just doesn't approve of his ways and what he's done. And she knows that he's evil. Um, and well, he, I'm sorry, evil's not the right word. She knows that he's being corrupted by power. And she knows from her age what that does to people. And especially with the power that they have, because they are, they both are shadow summoners and amplifiers. They are, they've got a lot of power. Um, I, but I agree with you. She would, she's definitely just like, she wants to help practice the small science and teach people how to survive. And I think they do a good job of showing that in the show where you didn't get some of this in the book, I don't think. When they had the flashback, I don't know if you remember in the show where they actually showed where the fold was being created. Like you saw like it was the darkling with all these like other like Grisha that were hiding. And Bagra was very much a part of that group. Very different compared to like where she's like, you know, teaching classes in a tree. She was very much like more a part of this group. It was just the fact that all of a sudden when he started practicing with stuff you're not supposed to he was like she was she kind of like was no um so i i agree with you i think she i think that would be really cool if she did end up being the one that would kill the darkling in the end um and i feel like actually you know what she would disappear but she would disappear because she would probably feel so much remorse and like over the fact that like i mean she she had to kill her son I'm going to say that. I think that would. Like, but I definitely know that she would definitely help Alina. She would try to help Alina understand that she doesn't need all these amplifiers. She would try to probably calm people down um, a bit. Hopefully she would also see through some of the manipulation that the Darkling has created at the small, like within the second army. Because I believe, now maybe this isn't true, but my whole thought is that they're the darkling is the one that created the orders like specific like yeah they had orders but specifically made the orders like so divided up and that i mean mean, it does say it in shadow and bone like i mean the corporal kyra considered like the highest the elite um i think he had a lot to do with like really making sure that everybody was segregated instead of bringing people together and as we learn, where we've read too, like I mean, Grisha power is Grisha power. You have more than just what you've got. So, and I think that's what's neat. And I know you're still reading Rule and Wolf, Rule of Wolves. So I'm not going to say anything, but I know you've gotten to the part in King of Scars where, like Zoya, like like she's learning that like she can do other things. I think that's neat. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I also agree with you on the part of like he was in charge of the certain hierarchy so i guess if bagra would be alive that would have been also an interesting concept to see if she actually gathers a group of like grisha that are on her side alongside with lena on top of that to kind of like break out the system that he has created true however we do have to remember the small little fact that he did like he punished his mother for when she let when she like helped Alina escape, he punished her by blinding her. So he is a pretty rough guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyways, 
Long live Vagra. Hopefully she would, um, yeah, she would be awesome. And I would love to know more about Vagra. That's why I can't wait for more of the show to come out. Cause I can't, the actress is incredible, but I love seeing, I just love that character. I absolutely love it. So, um, okay. So we have now come to a segment that is going to be very interesting and different. Okay. So hold on to your seats, kids. Okay. So I'm just going to explain that I practice reading Lenormand, which is like cards that are like, I mean, it's just like fortune telling cards or kind of cards that can help see you insight, things like that. And I know that, I mean, Lola reads tarot cards, which I don't at all. So let me ask you this. How long have you been practicing tarot? So this has actually been a thing since I was 15 and I'm now 26. So it's actually a long time. But I have to say, I've got so many decks by now, like tarot, oracles, runes and stuff. And it's also part of my life now as a business. But I'm very like my memory is sometimes like if I don't draw certain cards, I just have to constantly repractice because it's just like certain cards, you will always get them like once in a while. And like you, you kind of used to their knowing and stuff and like what they mean, like, for example, especially the bigger Arcana with like death, sun, moon and stuff. And then you have the smaller cards in tower and it's just like. I didn't see this card for like, I don't know, two, three years. Right. <laughs> and then it comes up again. But yeah, it's part of my life. And I, I, I just love it. It's like, it's, it's great for decision making as well. It is. It's neat. And like, I tried studying um, tarot, but like, it's 73, 70, how many cards is that? How many, how, how many cards is it? 74, 70 something. 72. See, this is. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those very yeah. high number. Um, I couldn't get it. I learned about Lenormand and it made sense to me. So I'm sure you listeners are like, okay, where is this going? This is Grisha cast. <laughs> we're not here to like, yeah, we're not new age show. Okay. So here is what we wanted to do. And this is actually something I wanted to do and I wanted to do it. I was scared to do it by myself. So I'm glad she's going to do it. We are going to actually lay out like we're going to kind of we're going to play with our cards, ask some questions about the upcoming season of Shadow and Bone and see what we can find out and see if it comes true. Who knows? It's all in fun and games. So everybody, please, seriously, don't take this like seriously and like put bets on it and like, oh, my gosh. And if the show comes out and. I did it completely wrong. Please do not email me and text me. And I've, I've been practicing for maybe, I don't know, six, I'm almost a year maybe. I've been working really hard. I have a lot of decks myself. Um, I actually have tiles now. But, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of practice. Um, and Tarot and Lenormand are read completely differently. Um, they're so different. You can't read one Lenormand card by itself, where I know Tarot you can. So... Anyways, we actually have like this planned out. So, um, yeah, you, you didn't enter a new age podcast. So, first off, I think we're going to just kind of ask some like questions, right? And just see what we got. Um, yes. Okay. Whew. My hand has fallen asleep for a second. <laughs> it's from this costume because I had it up. Um, so, one thing that I love is that I also have these tiles. So, um, 
I've got tiles and I've got cards. Um, I planned on using the pretty much the tiles for the very last one. So I'm going to do the cards for our our questions and shuffle. Okay. So um, what? Do, so let's ask. Um, is there a question you want to ask first? I know we've got a list. Like we just got a couple of them, but there's something where. I mean, I know that we both are interested. I think everybody is. How is this store going to come together? So I think first question might be like, I mean, maybe we should start off with, will they, will Siege and Storm, the book, be, will they tell the story of Siege and Storm in season two? Sound good? Yes, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's do that. So I guess we should have maybe thought about having a little like music to play. But, um, okay, so what do we got? So, like, got to think. I do believe in, like, definitely, like, you know, putting my energy and thoughts into these cards. So, thinking about Siege and Storm. Siege and Storm going to be in the show. I, I, I don't know how it will be, because I don't know how you're going to mix it with other stuff. But we're going to see. So, um... Anyways, you let me know whenever you're ready. I don't even know what kind of spread you're doing. Um, there's so many different types of spreads. Um, do you have a good? I'm doing just the single cards. Uh, okay, so you're now. doing a single card. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, which is already interesting because when I was shuffling earlier, because um, that's what I usually do, I just shuffle the cards to just get my energy and stuff. This card was falling out and I was like, Maybe that's just my shuffle today, but it's coming back, so that's always a sign. <laughs> yeah. So what did you get? So I've got actually one of the bigger corners, which is always a strong sign for me. It's the strength card, which is interesting because I think that is, I guess it's it's kind of like a sign to say um, there's a lot of stuff going on that's going to come in season two. And like, obviously, this is just a single card spread. So it's kind of hard to say, like, this is yeah. what's going to happen. Well. <laughs> but like the, the energy of it is, considering it's it's the strength card, it's, it's going to be a wave that's going to hit us. And considering the wave that we got with season one, I think that's that's pretty accurate in the sense of like, we might, like in a, in a sense, it could also be seen as like, be prepared. Be yeah. prepared for what's coming. You know what's great is you're going to help me learn how to do tarot as well. So that's fantastic. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I've laid out three cards because that's the easiest way. You can't read one Lenormand card. Um, so um, my my subject is I got the clouds. Um, that's my middle card. And then I've got the anchor and the clover. So when Asking that question, clouds is confusion. <laughs> clouds is like uncertainty, doubt. Um, it could be problems, depression. But I think in this situation, uncertain uncertainty. Um, now, when we look at the anchor and the clover, those are going to be kind of giving us a little bit of a modifier. They're going to explain a little bit more about this uncertainty. So... The anchor is a permanent, it's like, it's, um, it's stability. So, and the clover is luck, 
short-term luck, though. So it's a very small amount of luck. So when I look at this, I I see that there still are, apparently, I think what's going on is it's still up in the air a little bit <laughs> about, <laughs> or the story itself is going to not exactly be all everything, but there is going to be a st- a strong sense of the stability of the main storyline. And um, yeah, luckily we'll, and I guess maybe I, I think the sense of luck was, is coming in there where maybe that had to do with the decision-making on this. Maybe this was a very hard decision for them to make and trying to figure out how to integrate Siege and Storm. But um, our main card is the uncertainty um, and confusion. So I'm, I I think we're going to get it, but I, I don't think it's going to be exactly what we are expecting, but it's definitely going to give us... It's going to be like how the first season was with... Um, I was concerned about how our crows were going to work out. You know, I was scared about it, but I was so happy with the way that worked out. I think that's what these cards are saying. Um, yeah. it's It's uncertain, but they're going to make sure... Lee's going to make sure that everything does end up well, she's not going to mess with the timeline or anything. So, yeah, sounds 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 good. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Okay, so um, I don't know why my hand keeps going to sleep. That is so funny. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe do we want to? Okay, so our next question, our questions really have a lot to do with kind of like six of crows. Um, do we want to just go outright and say, will the Six of Crows story be in there? Will, like, I mean, since yeah. just, okay, so let's see. So, will we have the Six of Crows story now showing? Like, I mean, will they deliver that? Because, I mean, we do know we only got a prequel. So, and they, and I feel like they've got to go somewhere with it because, I mean, come on, they started. Oh! What did you get? Oh my God! Okay, so every tarot reader out there is gonna set me on fire now because I've got the tower card. Ooh. Oh my god! Okay, you so go, you... I have a tower card, but what does your tower mean? So what does so, that mean in this context? Oh my god! I can't believe that. It's, oh my god! So the tower is just like usually, like obviously, there's no positive or negative really in tarot. It's more like what you feel like is connected to the situation that you're analyzing. But the tower often stands for, first of all, destruction and then rebuild. So considering we have the crow storyline, um, that, oh my gosh, I mean, what I could imagine is that something is going to happen that we might not see coming with the crows. Um, it could technically also mean that it goes in a direction that we think it might go, but then something else happens. Because obviously we, we kind of got the notch with uh, Nina meeting the crows at the end, but yeah. we're technically far away from the, the ice cold story yet. But it also like it matches the energy of like what might happen to the crows, because obviously they are going back with Dreesen not getting Lena. So they got to be a lot of like there is going to be trouble for the crows and then obviously we're still missing wyland like we yeah. we have to see how how these connections are going to be built but yeah the tower card is really like 
usually about like sorting the chaos out and then something is going to be rebuilt out of that so I found that I just find that very interesting because it kind of like is the energy around the crows you know the absolutely the the ketadam and stuff yeah and especially in the beginning of the story like it it is all confusion and chaos because they don't know each other they're like they're trying to build this team that's interesting that's so neat so like because we have a tower card but it means that's not what yeah ours is different so I've got my three cards. My subject main card is the house. And then I've got the stork and the fish. So when looking at like, okay, so will the six of crows story be there? Well, the house means like, I mean, it's like when I look about it, like if I interpret it for myself, it's like my private life. It's my home. It's my comfort. Um, it's where, you know, like, there's the outside world, and then there's your home. There's your house. There's where you get to, like, take your shoes off and be who you are. So that is our subject. I feel like that's going to be leaning very well with something that we're very happy with, that we're very comfortable with. We're going to, like, definitely, like, it's going to be the story that we like. It's going to be definitely telling our Six of Crows story. Our modifiers, the stork and the fish, well, there's going to be an abundance there's going to be a lot of stork is rebirth and direction and changes so at the same time we are going to be very happy with this it's going to be the i think it's going to be the six of crows story that we know but expect a lot of new directions to go in um and a lot of new twists and turns that were not expected so maybe pretty much just adding more to that story adding more like yeah so that's kind of cool that's exciting that matches also my card like i feel like the vibe is now in the room of like (laughs) we're doing good yes i should read with you all the time i like i always am doing this by myself (laughs) literally so okay so now let's get a little bit more specific um and um so my specific one, well, I mean, th- but this is going to be answered. Like, I mean, that's, we already got that answered pretty much. I want to know, are we going to see the ice court? But yeah, if we're going to, that's already answered. Okay, so how about, will we see, will the story of Kaz and his brother be revealed? Will that be, because we know how devastating of a story that is. Um, let's, let's see what that's going to turn out like keep having all these savage cards today that's very interesting like it it's so in, in tarot you have like 22 arcanas which are like the big cards and i keep pulling the big cards apparently is that a, so is that a big like is that does that not normally always happen I mean, the thing is, like, obviously, there are so many meanings in tarot, but, like, the, the right. 22 arcana, they are kind of, like, the strong suit when it comes to, like, certain changes. Mm-hmm. And then the the sets that we have with, like, wands, caps, swords, and coins, they are more specific around, for example, caps have a lot to do with creativity, and then the swords, a lot of, like, mind stuff. So it's a bit more specific, but the, the big ones, the arcanas, they are kind of, like, changes happening if these a cure in your reading and i've got the hanged man which is that's another big one (laughs) yeah that's uh i also find that like it's so so... that's interesting yeah please tell us because this question are we gonna be see kaz's story with his brother which we know is very tragic so what is that answer 
Yeah, so the hangman is kind of like a matter of perspective. So the matter of perspective is therefore matching with, and it's also funny because like there's literally a crow sitting on the on that on the oh, tree. Oh wow! Here. <laughs> That's kind of um, um, So I guess like with the because like the hangman is always the card that comes up when it's like yeah sometimes we need to have a change of perspective to get a new new insight. So okay what what this could mean is like maybe that yes there is a certain background story that we're getting around Cass but maybe it's not yet the reveal around Jordi uh, or maybe it's something that has to do with Jordi but it's not what we know from the books it might be different um that's kind of like what I could get from this card of like we might get a different Take story that, that we already know yes yeah. And I think what's important is also that since we are doing this together, we need it like I'm we're reading off of one another as well. So like I think that's very important like the energy is not just so I got I've, I've got my three cards. My subject card is the bouquet. Um and by the way, these cards don't have the same meaning every single time. These cards have a different meaning depending on where they land. <laughs> um so that's the crazy thing about Lenormand. Um, so my subject is bouquet and then my modifying cards that I've got are the cross and then I've got the tower. Um, (laughs) so the bouquet in this instance, like, okay, so will we learn more about Kaz's story? So I think what this is going to be, I think this is going to say that we're going to have a surprise. It's going to be a reward um, there will be a reward. Like there's gonna like almost like a we're gonna we're gonna get Kaz's story. However, there are, there is a burden. There's a there's gonna be a pretty heavy burden that we have with it. Um and the tower in this situation we might feel I'm getting the same thing. Might feel a little isolated. I don't think it's going to be the exact story. It's either not going to be the exact story that we're used to, or it's not going to all come out the way that we are quite used to it being. Um, it is going to be something that we are going to at least feel like, okay, that was, I like that. But it's going to be a burden and it's going to be isolated. And I feel like maybe some people are not going to actually enjoy this. Um, I think that maybe the cross and tower kind of saying that maybe this might be a mixed feeling situation where some people are not going to be too big on this. Um, I do think it's interesting that I got the tower because it's isolation. And like, I mean, that's Kaz. I mean, he gets isolated by himself and it's all through a really heavy burden. And uh, that's crazy. And then the bouquet could also be looked at as a gift, which is interesting, like to think I don't know if you just think about all of his story, like how he just Kaz was so before his brother died, he was just this young, sweet kid that really looked at life in such a positive light. And the bouquet to me is gifts and flowers and like kind of like that. It was like that fake house that they were in, you know, that fake family. And then all of a sudden being struck out with realizing that nope this is the truth and you actually are by yourself like you are you're alone so um hmm. interesting i think it's fun to read these with you yes (laughs) okay 
So I think that is the main part of our questions, except we're not done yet. Don't worry. Here's our big thing. We're late. We're, we were saving the big one for last. Okay. And the reason I say that, so what do you have? A, are you just going to read one card? Or are you planning on doing a different kind of spread for it? You can do whatever. I'm, I, I'm doing a bigger spread for this one because we're talking about the vibe of the show and like what yes. we're what we're getting right yeah so i'm gonna do a bigger one for this one so before i do anything i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna be using my tiles i'm gonna um kind of shake these up a little bit and depending on where these land it also depends on what the meaning is i'm not gonna describe every single card that's not what this is about but one thing i have done is i am going to charge some of these cards and some of these tiles so the gentleman car um tile i'm gonna have representing Mal. The lady card is going to be Alina. The snake will represent the darkling. The birds will represent the crows as like a unit. And then the fox is Nikolai. And then the book is Wyland. So just letting you know, I'm going to kind of, that's what I'm going to be doing over here. So I've got four cards ready. I've got, I haven't turned them around yet, but I've got one card for the overall vibe that we're going to get. Then one card for what's definitely going to happen. Then obstacles in the sense of like maybe changes to from book to TV show. And then another card for something that we're not going to expect. Oh, goodness gracious. I am still playing out all my, my little tiles. My tiles are pretty, though. Okay, so what are you doing? So now what is the process? Now what is your process? So I'm going to go through the cards bit by bit. So, so many, I just need to... Yeah, you're fine. I'm just wondering, how many cards did you end up laying out? I have four altogether. Four altogether. Four okay. That's interesting. So, um, okay. I know it, it's hard to describe it, so I was going to ask, like, how you really read those. But, um, yeah. So, with this, by the way, this is called the Grand Tableau, which you use every single card in the deck. Um, it pretty much is going to give us a feel for everything, obviously. So, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking pretty much for key points. One, I'm going to look for all of our charge cards. I'm going to see where all our people landed, see what's around them, see what's going on, um, because that's how you read this grand tableau. And just in case you want to know a little history, um, Lenormand is based off of um, reading, like, tea leaves. And that's why it's, like, all images and just, like, images that, like, really you're, like, used to seeing or something like more part of our daily life. Um, it's, um, yeah, it was based off of reading tea leaves. So, which is interesting. But also, there's only 36, not 70,000, like my dear friend over there that has to do them. But, um, okay, D I'm sorry, did you, do you have something I kept on yammering on? No, no, it's all good. I just thought that was very interesting because, like, sometimes even I don't know all the facts around this stuff. So that was really, really, really cool. Yeah. Well, and... yeah, I, I found it fascinating because it was like, I was like, that is really cool. Like, I get that. I was like, so, okay, I've got all mine out. Whew. 
Goodness gracious. Okay, but you go first. You've had some time to kind of look at what's going on. Yeah, so again, that's very interesting. So first of all, I'm just going to say which cards I laid out, and then I'm going to come back to the meanings. So the first card, the overall vibe that we get for the second season is the Ace of Wands. And then we have the Obstacles, which is the ruler, but reversed. So in Tarot sometimes, or like the way Tarot is read is also that when a card is reversed, there's a different meaning to it. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, so we've got, we've got the ruler reversed. And then we have something that we, we're not going to expect is the five of ones. And then something that is definitely going to happen, and that's very interesting, is the lover's card, but it's reversed as well. Um, wow. So there's a lot of mixed energy going on. Um, but I'm going to start from what we can expect. So the Ace of Wands is actually a very positive card in that sense per se, even though I said like, I usually just look at the kind of like theme a card gives me before I like right. classify it as negative or positive. But considering it's it's up uh, upright and then the theme around this card is basically enthusiasm, passion and just connected to the TV show, I would just say like whatever is going to happen in season two, like it's made by heart. It's definitely like the team will work hard on it. Uh, Lee will make sure that we're getting the second season that we want to see, that we get the stories that we want to be told and stuff like that. So I think this is actually a very good outcome in the sense yeah. of like this is the overall vibe of the second season. The obstacles though, with the ruler reversed, is kind of the thing, it's a matter of authority. And I think what's kind of like the obstacle here is just, I guess it's sometimes hard to make certain decisions because essentially they will have to make certain decisions, maybe of like changing the script to something that we don't know yet, changing yeah. a certain sto storyline. So I guess the struggle and the obstacle that we're going to get with the second season is that again, there will be things changed and that we're not used to. And then it's, the, it's a matter of question, like, was that necessary or is that necessary for for the story because obviously there are things on on tv that work different compared to books so i guess that's the kind of obstacle that we're going to face but they have and, uh, to to be honest like i mean like yeah not to interrupt you but i mean like they can't do a show and do the book exactly the same that would be boring for all of us come on you got to think that they've got to change it around a little exactly. bit and, and i think it's also considering like Lee has grown as as a writer so much over the books and yeah. like what she puts into so like I think knowing I mean for example like with the first Shadow and Bone book which came out like over 10 years 10 years ago yeah yeah over 10 years ago um it was so different it is different from what we're seeing now in the first yep. season but like the changes that were made are adapted to like what century we live in now basically with like more queer characters than we were expecting yes they changed certain, like the toxicity between i mean it is still there between the darkling and Alina, but it certain things have changed and then also with um with mel and Alina, like they mel like i liked mel in book three at the end but like before that i was i was like everybody <laughs> hates him i'm not <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that really oh. despise him i've to be honest, I've never ever had, I've never thought about disliking him. I just kind of enjoyed the book. So I'm one of those weird people. But um, 
yeah absolutely fair it's just i think it's like for me it was also like I've, i never really was in into the duckling and i was also not really into mel either so my imagination was just genya and alina please <laughs> um but it's just also the thing of um that's so great about the tv show like that they made certain changes to the characters now that they really work well on screen and i think whatever they're going to change for the second season they're gonna make sure it's gonna be amazing for us to just enjoy and watch it and um something that we're not going to expect is the the five of ones and it's kind of like getting into the creative part again which i believe is similar to what we had in the first season like for example i wasn't expecting the queer content that we got like obviously yeah. we know that that jasper is by and stuff but to have these little hints in there with like other grishas actually being on this on the spectrum and mentioning stuff like that that was very nice and nice made and just it felt so natural and and stuff like that so i think what we're going like what we're not going to expect is that they're gonna throw some stuff in there um that is only gonna favor what the whole message of the universe is about and then something that is definitely going to happen so we have the lover's card but reversed and i think it could be a notch to the to the kind of storylines that we all getting around like siege and storm you know with Nikolai entering and kind of like kind of like being the wild card in there and just stirring stirring the tea basically um so I think it's kind of like a thing not not only to think this about the 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 lovers here and and that we have in the tv show but just in general I think it's kind of this thing of we are going to see some stuff that we are going to love and that's going to be absolutely amazing and then things might happen that are connected to what we really love that might break our hearts as well. So I'm really excited to see that. I agree. I mean, bringing in Nikolai's character is going to bring in a whole new dynamic to the show anyways. Um, But you're right. I mean, they have to change the story around. And I love Lee, the way she expresses it, because, I mean, I remember the first time I saw her speak and she talked about how Shadow and Bone was her very first book. And... She wrote it, and she didn't. She didn't intentionally write it um, with just pretty much all white people and no like LGBT characters whatsoever. She. It was her first book. She wrote what she had been reading, but she apologized for it, and she like felt so like she's like I didn't mean to. It was just what I like how it happened, and what's amazing about Lee is what does she do? She brings characters like us into fantasy, and I love that. So, I mean, I agreed. I I did not expect, one, they brought Poppy, a brand new character, in to represent um, trans or drag queens or performance. However, like, I mean, I'm not exactly sure of Poppy's actual um Storyline, you know, I know that Poppy was a performer, so I know that Poppy did enjoy doing drag. Um, but that doesn't mean, like, I mean, there's so it just it was neat. And then you're right with the whole Jesper thing. That was really cool to add some extra, like, I mean, flirtation with other people. I loved it. So yeah, absolutely. And what you just said, I think, is also so important because, like, there's so much more to like writing a book, like coming 
I'm a writer and author myself and like especially with debut novels like there's so much pressure on like getting yeah. everything right firsthand and I can promise you that the majority of people that bring out debut novels I mean there are some really great debut novels but like looking at what Lee had done like what you just mentioned it, it's just so true because like it comes from this area 2010 where like Hunger Games and stuff and all yep. that kind of stuff with like love triangles and constellations they were on brand at that time so it was kind of like a given that was just the market at that point of course we can criticize yeah. that for like not bringing in enough but like things are changing over time and I think it's very important to understand that you know Absolutely. we will never always get it right 100% as an author but we are writing our own truth and perception of what we want to see in fiction and the fact that she has taken note of that and learned from it and now includes so much more LGBTQ presentation is actually amazing and yeah kudos to that and but also something that's very important that I want people to I hope people understand and maybe hopefully people won't get mad at me she didn't write Shadow and Bone and down any LGBT or any minority. They just weren't in there. So it wasn't we I don't like getting upset with people that haven't include like if you're a writer, it, that is so much to do. Like I mean, you got so much on your mind with plots, with characters. So trying to also think, okay, well do I have every single representation like I mean, it's important but also at the same time, this is your story and it's representation is very important. I, my gosh, it's, and, and it's just now that we are starting to finally have LGBT characters in fantasy. And I love it. I'm not like, Oh my, like, love it. Oh my gosh. Cemetery boys was groundbreaking. I'm just saying, let's not get down on people that haven't said anything wrong. <laughs> you know, um, it just because there's some, just because maybe there's missing themes or characters doesn't mean that they don't appreciate or love or care about those things. It's just they're writing a book and they had a plot in mind. Hopefully I'm not going to get shot over this, but I just, I feel like, I feel like sometimes people get some, get a lot of criticism over that. And that's got to be very hard. I'm thinking as an artist, just to like try to, yeah, because I know Lee doesn't hate anybody and anything like that. She didn't do it on purpose. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think it's also this this giant topic of, like, cancel culture. And, like, yeah. there's a difference between holding people accountable um, and, like, canceling. Like, when people say cancel culture, it actually comes from a reason of, like, this person has actually done something to purposefully harm people. That's yes. where it comes from. And a lot of people, like... You know, like no one is really perfect. And what you just said is so important. Like I speak a lot, like obviously I don't speak for the whole author community, but I know a lot of like writer friends who have this as well, who are like, you know, sometimes we don't know certain topics. Um, For example, the the biggest topic is like race, obviously. But like diversity is so much more than just race. Like there are so many boxes and labels that we could like throw around with uh, diversity. So um. And at that time, like, it was just not a thing. It was simply not a thing on the market. Like, it was there, but it was so, such a minority. And the fact that, like, authors can grow and go out from it and, like, extend their knowledge on stuff. But this is also the thing. 
sometimes it takes time because you know there's a lot of research to do people talk yeah. with with someone and like we we try to do it as as right as we can and at the end of the day we still won't make it right for everyone but we can try and i think it's very important that we don't cancel people who are trying and what you also said the the fact of if someone for example if i don't know um let's say middle-aged white woman is writing a heteronormative romantic book i'm not going to go up to her and say like so why are you not writing about my community like that right. makes no sense she's made most likely she's gonna write about a heteronormative like romantic relationship write- whatever and that's it you write what you know and yeah. you wouldn't want someone writing about your community if they don't know anything about it either. That would be worse. So I just, I think I, what my whole point is, and I'll get off the soapbox, is I want everybody to take a breath and take a breather and remember that art is a beautiful thing. And I would hate to live in a world without art. Writing is art, and it's, but I do not think. I believe that the majority of people do not intentionally go out and try to hurt people by not including things in books or whatever. I think it's, um, I don't think it's intentional. Um, There are people that do intentionally say things and then write essays and explain that. And then we know that, but for the people that don't, let's just all take a breather let's take a relax. You know, I just think it's a very important world to live in um, to breathe. Oh, yeah, I've got to do my stuff. Did you, Oh, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I'm done. I was done, yeah. Okay. We just went on a tantrum. It's okay. It's important. So um, I'm just, I'm, I'll real quickly look over this. This is a lot of cards. Um, um, so let me look. Let me remember. So we've got Mal and we've got Alina. See, what's hard is you guys can't see this. So this is a lot of stuff. Um, Alina which is our main character pretty much, I'm going to say, like, I mean, is right in the middle of everything, which is a very good place to be, um, just letting you know story-wise. Um, okay, let's look where our gentleman is. Let's see where Mal is. Ooh, Mal's at the bottom. That's not a good place, just letting y'all know. <laughs> uh, uh, so that means that he's got a lot of stuff weighing heavy on, up on him. He is like, yeah, he's got a lot weighing on him, that poor guy. So let's look for the Darkling. Okay, so the Darkling's up near the top. Um, so, I mean, but what's really important is to see what is surrounding these characters, what is surrounding everything. Um, it looks like when I think about the overall... Okay, I've got to remember. What is the premise of this question? What is Season 2 going to be like? Okay. Um, when I look at the first four cards, we have the birds, the letter, the mountain, and the book. Okay, so um, we got to remember the book is a resemblance of Wyland, okay? So what I'm getting is there's going to be a lot of talk and communication and uphill battles um, about trying to fit something in with Wyland. Either there's going to be, it's going to be a hard, it's not going to be easy for his, like, his story is going to be somewhat a little bit harder than I think that we're we're not used to. There's going to be some kind of uphill climb and battle that, like, I mean, he's either the actor or just the writers trying to fit him in are going to deal with. Um, when I look towards the bottom to see what our main answer is of everything, just to kind of give a real quick overview, 
Those are all positive cards. I got a Lily, the Bouquet, the Moon, and the Clover. So which means your exit card is the Clover, which means we've ended in luck and good luck. Moon is right next to it, which is what we want. Inner soul, um, things that mean a lot to us. The bouquet is presents, pleasantries, and lily is maturity. So I'm getting kind of the same thing that you're talking about. I'm thinking that this is saying that this script is being looked at in a very mature manner. It's not an easy script to write um, because they're combining two stories that the timelines don't, we know they don't collide work together, but they are trying really hard. It looks like it's going to turn out well, though. Um, I do see that it looks like it's going to be good. When you look at specific characters, let's see where our crows are, the birds. Hold on. Where are you? Oh, yeah, birds are at the front. That's right. I forgot. Okay, so the birds. Okay, so the birds are surrounded by a tower, a ship, and a letter. Okay. So, um... I think we are going to get our story of the crows. Um, they are going to definitely be, the ship is traveling, so they're going to make that journey a tower. I think that's literally going to be resembling the ice court itself because um, that can mean that, um, which is really neat um, that that was surrounding it. So they've got, they literally be making a trip to the ice court. Um, yeah, that's incredible. Um, as for... Do we have any other characters? I guess I should look for the fox real quickly because um, that was resembling Nikolai. Okay. Um, Nikolai's up near the top. He's surrounded by the tree, the scythe, the sun, the coffin, and the cross. Okay, that's a lot. So just to summarize that up, it looks like um, his story, I think we definitely are going to get that Sturmon story, okay? Because we've got... We've got a burden. We've got somebody that's hiding. We've got an end. Um, and then we've got a change to something that's bright and sunny and funny, <laughs> specifically humorous. And the tree is also family. Um, and it's going to happen automatically. So we're going to see this transition, cut transition from Sturmond to Nikolai. And that looks like that's going to go really well. Um, as for... I think we just like, I mean, the story's going to go in many different directions and it's not going to be, it's going to be filled with a lot more surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There are cards right here. There, there's going to be a lot more surprises than there were in the first one. So um, where we really had a lot of um, shadow and bone being exactly what it was, I think they're going to. They're going to stay true to the story, but this is where they're going to also have to be creative, too. So there's going to be a lot of new stuff kind of being thrown at us, but we're going to, from what I'm gathering, I think we're going to like it. So um, that was the fastest Grand Tableau I've ever done in my life. Um, awesome. I love it. Yeah, also, I had to, like, I cannot wait until people come back to this episode like, these two said it first. <laughs> oh, my God. Or they didn't. <laughs> So, um, I, we have one last segment. I have no clue how long we've been going. Um, I'll bet my husband's going to, um, producer, do you mind letting me know how long we are? Oh, wow. Okay. So let's do this last segment real quickly. Did you, um, do this last one where you wrote, um, 
we picked out different characters and I... We, oh, this, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly, we've picked out the main characters and we've decided to list either their favorite music, favorite TV show, favorite book, or something that they relaxed with. So we'll go through this real quickly and it'll be over. But at least this was a really fun episode for you guys filled with it. So, okay. So the first one is The Darkling. What did you, what do you got? So I came up with, I think he would either listen to like proper rock music and just be like, you know, in, into the old grunge kind of music or okay. the complete opposite in the sense of like, he just listens to like classic music to calm his mind. No, uh, I, that's what, I, what I, I came up with. I put the Darkling loves the show Breaking Bad. <laughs> so, oh, yes. <laughs> next, we got Alina. What did you got? So for Alina, I was just with music wise. I feel like she she's kind of a bit in the the pop spectrum, like the one that we have classic around the radio. But then on the other hand, I can also see her just listening to like international stars or like more diverse stars in their like original language, probably. I agree. I actually put a book for Alina. I put that she would love reading Pride and Prejudice. So Oh yes. Um, yeah, I can see that. Ooh, next is Kaz. What do you got for Kaz? So for Kaz, I can either imagine books that's gonna make him smarter in the sense of like he's pros like he's that type of person that I think reads a lot of like nonfiction just to gain as lot lots of information and kind of stuff like that. And then music wise, um, I would say like he either has these like empowering beats at some point. Like it's it's hard to describe because I'm not so good with like music good. genres. Hey. But like, yeah, um, purring beats or maybe also something that just calms it in the sense of like something he can fall asleep to when he's just exhausted from all the like paperwork and reading and stuff. So I put he's going to he loves the show Money Heist, <laughs> which is a great show. 100%, I love it. <laughs> and then he also he really enjoys listening to Nirvana. <laughs> yes, <laughs> can confirm. So Inej, um I um I'll go first now for this one. So for Inej, I put she really enjoys reading the book The Alchemist and loves listening to the band Modest Mouse. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So for Inej, I can see her having this kind of like you know power playlist when she starts training and like absolutely practicing with her knives and stuff like that. Just that that very strong lead energy playlist. Um, I, I would say like the, the kind of playlist that you get when you go to the gym, but I don't go to the gym, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That, that playlist, you know, the one you get. Yeah. So next we have is Jesper, and I put his favorite movie has got to be Alo- Ocean's Eleven, and I think he totally gets down to some Beyonce. Oh, 100%. I can see him like, you know, as, as cliche as that sounds, he is 100% on the queer playlist. And like, you yes. know, these these 90s jams, Britney, all that kind of yep. stuff. And then then at the same time, I guess also like just older music in the sense of like, I don't know, maybe some jazz as well in there. Yeah. Hey, I see it. So Wyland, I put he enjoys that show, How It's Made. Which, oh, I do really like that show. Um, I don't always watch all of them, but I mean, I I think he really would like that. I know. I'm sorry. It goes with his character, I think. 
See, the thing is, like, obviously, Wyden is such a cinnamon roll and stuff, but I could see him being, like, one of the original emo kids. Yes. And that has, like, an emo playlist, actually, but he's kind of, like, feeling guilty about it, so no one really knows other than Jasper. <laughs> he's secretive about it. Okay, Matthias, I see him as this, this total hippie listening to Bob Dylan, Grateful Dead, and Fish. I really do. I just see Matthias doing that. That is him. Oh my god. Um, I'm also with you on like I, I it was hard for me to describe. I, I guess for me it was just that sounds of like You're something good. that just ma- makes him happy. And yeah. then on the other side, if he's really pissed off, he just has this one metal soundtrack that he just oh. has to listen to yeah. to calm down. But it's just that one song that when he's really pissed off of all the other crows, he just constantly listens oh, yeah. to it. <laughs> he's not a metal listener, he just has one song that he's picked out. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next is Nina. She loves watching the Great British Bake Off, of course, and she loves reading the book, which I'm not kidding, is actual is an actual book called Adventures with Waffles. Oh my god, <laughs> that's genius! Yeah, I would add to that. I can see her being like, he, she's the kind of person that is kind of like into all kinds of music genres in, oh, yeah. in that sense. Like as long as she can, like you know, dance, have a good time, and just jam out and stuff. That's that's like a vibe I'm getting from Nina. all that matters. Exactly. This is all about fun. So now we've got Mal. So this one, this is an actual book. I figured one of his favorite books or handy books is The Little Book of Incredibly Useful Knots. Genius. I love it. I wrote down for Mal that, you know, he has that kind of like 2 a.m. playlist, lo-fi music that he just listens to to calm down in the sense And then other than that, I can just see him like, rather than just, you know, not really bonded to a music genre, but he's that guy that goes into the mosh pit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I did not expect that, but I can see it. Interesting. (laughs) Okay, so now we've got my girl, my favorite, Zoya. She loves the show The Queen's Gambit. Great show. And then she also, she, she likes to really, and my favorite, Sleeping Beauty, the old Disney version. She's, she's my girl. So anyways, that's what I think Zoya likes. Yes, I love that. I think she would be that kind of person that people just assume she has that kind of like boss bitch playlist and yes. just like, you know, with all these ha- like sassy tunes. But I think she would just list like in her private time, like she would also have this kind of like secret of like yes. just genres or like maybe like even like a Disney playlist. See, or that's what I'm like, saying. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I think she loves that stuff. I agree. Okay. So our last one is Nikolai. He loves these two shows, which I only, he likes Shark Tank. I can totally see him watching that. I don't watch it. But he also loves Big Mouth, which is on Netflix. Yep. Oh, my God. Love it. So. Yeah. That's the last. Yeah, I can see that. But what did you get for Nikolai? So I wrote down, first of all, sitcoms, because I think he would just be that person that is just like either laughing about every kind of jokes that's in there or criticizing them for not being funny and just making his own jokes. And then on the other side, I could see him just, you know, I the first song that came to my mind, I think it's One Republic, Everybody Loves Me, like that kind oh of my God, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of vibe and just like i don't know just tuned towards basically pushing his self-confidence and stuff and then on the other hand if we talk about storm hunt i can see him obviously having a pirate playlist oh yeah he's that's a whole other conversation that's a yeah. different podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, oh my gosh, Lola, that was great. We're done. We finished it. And yeah. we can you believe that we've just been talking for an hour? It's been like time runs so fast. <laughs> I know. It was so much fun. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed us just having some fun with you guys. We're going to do it again. Um, anyways, you guys be good. Lola, thank you so much for joining us. Please come back. Um, do, real quickly before we leave, please tell people where they can find you. Oh, so you can find me on Instagram. I have actually three accounts. So we've got Ref Series, which is the book series that I lead and the leader of. Then I have I am Elsie Hamilton, which is kind of like my private and author account um, where you just see me posting memes. And then we have I am Lola Hamilton, which is my mentoring and which account where you if you're like now want to get more known of tarot, you can just follow me there. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Lola is my friend. I'm glad you all got to meet Lola. And anyways, you all have a wonderful rest of your whatever Long live the Grishaverse. Bye. Bye.